This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. From the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, and this is the show with Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jan. I'm clapping. <laughs> and he gives himself a round of applause every week. It just it, it makes me feel like a lot more is going on. It does? Because, well, and then it helps, like, hey, everyone, welcome... Welcome to the show today. All right, you're Clap. excited. Yeah, I'm. You're I'm, bubbly. I'm so happy right now because I get to, I get to talk about automotives with my friends. <laughs> this has been quite a few, a uh, couple of whirlwind weeks. I've been all over the world. You have. I've been in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. I got to sit in the Harry Potter, uh, the car, the bewitched Muggle car Did you from touch Harry it? Potter. I got to sit on Hagrid's motorcycle. What? Yeah, I I had an amazing time. I went to Harry Potter World in England. Did you cast a spell? I did. Um, they, did you get a new wand? Um, no, <coughs> I, I have. My wand was picked for me from Ollivander's. So once you get your wand, it's it. You yep, have your wand. That's it. But Andy got a wand, didn't I, you? I got a wand. I graduated. <laughs> I'm a wand <laughs> user. It's it's. Uh, I have my concealed wands permit. It was. I got to go on the night bus, which is a three-level double-decker bus from a triple-decker bus from London. Um, and it's really tall, but they don't let you go on the top deck. Actually, they don't let you go on any of the decks. They have it all fenced off. They can't. We can't be trusted. Muggles can't be trusted to no, go. No, I don't like muggles. No, they can't be trusted to go on the all decks. It was uh, the, the cars that Austin Healy, I think it is from the Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can get inside and take pictures. Ooh. Yeah, that was fun. Do you know that Robbie Coltrane that played Hagrid is only six foot two? Only and Hagrid in the movie is like uh, I don't know seven he, seven he, foot ten. Yeah, he's like seven or eight and feet, right? Yeah. So to to get over his height, they have a tiny little motorcycle made with a little sidecar, and when he sits on it, he looks massive. Aww. It's like a kid's motorcycle you'd get from like yeah. the toy store. And so when he sits on it, he looks huge. <laughs> it's really cleverly done. I like it. Yeah, I got to sit on that motorcycle. I should post a picture on uh, our Auto Expert Facebook page. So you can see what I look like on the motor. I'm, I was on the the real size one, not the kids one. No. Otherwise, I'd look like a child. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple jokes in there yeah, that I'll, there is, I'll wait for There later. is one or two. And then I uh, dr- I went to Germany. I drove some BMWs. Um, as you do in Germany. As you do in Germany. Do they still have the scrub wheel in Germany? Uh, yeah, the uh, iX. It's a new generation. The uh, iX, uh, the X Drive, the eight, the eight series. Uh, I drove the new iX. Which is the the new electric SUV? Can't tell you how it was because it's a secret. What? Yeah, there's an embargo on the information. That sounds so official. And I drove the new i4, which is it looks like a sedan, electric sedan, and there's an embargo on that information. All I can tell you is, holy cow, that will change your mind about electric vehicles. It scared the living but something out of me. But something? Yeah, it really did. It was amazing. And then I went to London, and I drove the McLaren 720S, which let's just say house payment. 
<laughs> I have Rolls Royce Wraith, the black badge version. What? Double house payment. I was going to say, Jeez. that's just the house. Yeah, uh, no doubt, uh, man. And um, a vehicle which I one day will own. The Aston Martin DBX, their first <gasps> SUV. Whoa, slow down, uh, 007. Yeah. Know, right. And uh, uh, I haven't had my photographs taken. Uh, I've had my photographs taken less times in, you know. Can we just, can, Jen, can, he, can we just look at the last couple sentences? So he, he traveled abroad, mm -hmm. gallivanted in Harry Potter world, and went to Germany all while driving Rolls Royces, Aston Martins. I mean, that's the type of thing that you see on Instagram and punch the air because your life sucks. And no, he's, he's got to do the Robin Leach thing. Yeah. Champagne wishes. Yeah. Caviar right. dreams. This car owned by the rich and famous. There you go. Yeah, see, there it is. But the sweeping hood comes down with the spirit of ecstasy carved out of pure graphite. Well, I don't even know what any upon, of that meant, but I like Upon it. a broom. Like, yeah. a broom. Oh, and I flew a broom. Yeah, I saw that I actually. I played Quidditch. Yeah, I saw that exclusive footage. TMZ, get at me. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I just have to tell you that I had a really good time. So yeah, you lived a really good life the past I couple did. of weeks. And now back to doing a radio show <laughs> <laughs> um, on the weekends with Muggles. Yeah, <laughs> silly muggles. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we'll talk about all those cars over the next few weeks that we drove. Um, but it was definitely the life I would like to become accustomed to. Yeah, that sounds. It was flush. the trip of a lifetime. And now back, you know, get back to home as a stack of bills. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, reality hits. Yeah, ready meals in the microwave. You know, <laughs> it's all that sort of thing. Um, I will tell you, it's it's interesting going back driving on the other side of the road. Did you just were you able just to jump in and do that or no. did it take a minute? I I can tell you I had to put a towel down in the car. I sweat so much. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, I bet, man. Yeah, That's... it's it's and then there's road signs don't you know, I had to keep asking my nephews, Will and Nick, what what does that sign mean? Oh, that's the national speed limit. What's the national speed limit? There's a national one? Yeah, it's seventy miles an hour. Okay, I'm glad I asked because I don't know. Jeez. I forgot. Oh I know, and then you have to convert it. Okay, if I go you know, you, I, yeah. No, no, because <laughs> they, they still do miles an hour. Oh they do. Okay. The, everything else is in metric. So their weight. Uh, they're, they're like, How much do you weigh? I was like, Oh, I weigh 157 pounds. Or oh, is that in kilograms? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Siri, what's, you yeah, know. <laughs> well, don't they do yeah. things in stone? No, like, they used to. I'm a boulder, sure, Siri, I'm no a boulder a stone, and a pebble. A pebble, yeah. yeah. I'm a gringo. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a gring, I'm a, I'm a whatever it is in Harry Potter. You're not money. a bushel? No. Yeah, oh, <laughs> dang. Yeah. yeah. Well, when no, I lose they, a little more weight, I'll they be do everything, uh, They do everything in meters and kilograms now. They do, everything is metric except for speed. Um, here's the deal, though. It's not hard driving on the left-hand side of the road. The two things that trip me up all the time was turning. Turning left. Because when you turn, <laughs> oh, yeah. so three things, actually. Turning really messed me up because you uh. want to turn. Automatically, you want to go into the right-hand lane, but you have to turn into the left-hand lane, especially when it's a, it's a, there's a meridian, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. um, as they call mm -hmm. it in England. Do you know what a meridian is in England? A meridian? No, a central reservation. See, that's too extra. That's you know, too much. And a central reservation no. sounds somewhere like our fellow Native Americans should be living. <laughs> a central re you say they, central reservation, you feel like there should be our 
Native Americans should be living there. Yeah, <laughs> so right in the middle. Yeah. In the middle of the freeway. Yeah. Or the, they call it a dual carriageway. This should. What? Yes, don't. Uh, the, okay, we're we're so going to get so deep into this, it's going to be painful. <laughs> do, the rental, wait, wait. do the rental cars company have a thing that says, you know, backwards American driving? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. So I have to tell you. Warning. And then when you get into the car, I was constantly walking to the left hand side of the car and you have to get in the right hand side because the steering wheel's on the right. Get it together, Nick. No. I know, right? So yeah. I walked to the left hand side and everyone's like, where are you going? The other side? Yeah, I was walk, just walking around, so, guys. And, and roundabouts, traffic circles, as we call them, Ooh. roundabouts, they go the other way around. Oh, <laughs> oh, snap. That'll mess your head up. It's like NASCAR. Oh, I can't even think about that. Yeah. Right? Left, yeah. left. And like in England, you have to be in the right specific lane to be when you go around yeah you have to be in a sense they have three lanes approaching the roundabout and depending on where you're getting off is how which lane you have to enter on so if you're going straight across you can enter on the left or the middle what? if you're going right you have to enter on the right lane it, yeah I'm, don't okay even you've get got me him started. so confused know, dizzy. try crossing the road you, you have order, to walk what, backwards? No. It's like a chicken. You, you, yeah. You have, to, you have to do it on your hands. Frogger. No, oh. no, try crossing the road because your automatic thing when you cross the road is to look the wrong way because you're expecting traffic to come from the other direction. So I'm standing out there looking the wrong way and a bus goes in front of me like a half an inch. Well, you thought, should be used to this. No. It's been, I haven't lived there for since 1996. No, 93. Yeah, but you visit. It's frightening. It's all, yeah, a couple of decades, man. Yeah, it's been really crazy. It's I'm scared. All right, scared. so let's get back to the show. All right, this is what's on the show today. Coming Ooh. up, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the show. Um, we're going to talk about uh, electric vehicles. <laughs> I have some stuff to say. You do? Later, not now, oh. but later in the show. Okay. Just raise your hand. Yeah, you've got, yeah. you're going to talk about the new Mini, uh, Mini Cooper S convertible. Yep. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to talk to uh, Shad uh, from Chevy about the new uh, Z72. So uh, excited, Silverado. Javier Motors going to be here. We're going to talk about our trip to Germany, all things electric with Jane, James Bell. He's the director of communications at Kia. John Vincent joining us to talk about Mudfest, which is the Northwest Automotive Press Association outdoor um, event where they tested uh, outdoor SUVs, uh, crossovers, and trucks. And Anton Warman, hopefully joining us. We'll talk about some of the top news stories. Uh, also wanted to make sure that, you know, running your own business requires a lot of running around. From bookkeeping to client meetings, you run it all. And by the time you need to hire, uh, you've run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you, uh, you'll immediately receive a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed Match. Your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit indeed.com slash credit. Um, Andy. Tell me about it right now. Are you ready with your list? Uh, yes, for the first one. Let me, yeah, let me, hold on, let me get up. And we're not going to do it now. Oh, I just no, want to make sure you're ready with a oh, mini I'm convertible. Ready. It's in my pocket. Your top five. You have two lists. Do you I have do. two lists? Oh, you did the Mitsubishi as well. Yeah, that one. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk a little bit about. Can that we say? One. Can we save that one? Yeah, we can save it. Put oh. it. In, put it in the tank. All right. Put um, it so on on reserve. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Quick idea. Yeah. Let me bounce it off you. Ready? Go. What about 
a fuel t- a reserve fuel tank for what cars in general like what if you what if you fill it up but let's throw 10 in the reserve yeah no we need more time I just, for that i just there's I, I so could, many we'll get back to it more harold o expert on the way you're listening to our auto expert Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen are in the pits today. So it's been big news for Chevrolet over the last week or so. They've introduced the new 2022 Chevrolet Silverado and the first ever Silverado. Silverado ZR2, the new 2022 Silverado, is a significantly updated version of the brand's best-selling truck and one that offers customers more choices, more technology, and more premium choices. The first ever Silverado ZR2 um, is a vehicle that everybody is extremely excited about. It's mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. flagship position of Chevy's uh, truck and lifted, um, and the good thing about it it is it's all done by the factory so it's not an aftermarket truck which means it comes with several guarantees of quality and uh you know a lot of guys who have been doing this aftermarket i think chevy realized that it was a good idea to do that do it themselves and and give uh, chevy quality and chevy backing to something uh, i've been excited about uh, the the whole idea of the these sort of things that have been very aftermarket going inside factories. Uh, joining us to talk about it is Shad Bolt. Shad, uh, you're, I know you're excited because I've been monitoring your social media about this. So you got to probably see it. Uh, I know you got to see it before everybody else. Are you as excited as the fans are? You know, I, I really am. As you know, Nick, this truck speaks to me as somebody who likes to play in the dirt and drive off-road, even in competition. The, the Silverado ZR2 meets my needs, and I'm really excited to, to have this truck added to the Chevrolet pickup lineup. You have a, a quite an extensive, uh, I guess, off-road racing history, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I sort of grew up around off-road racing. My dad did it for about 30 years professionally, backed by various factory sponsorship programs. And, you know, Chevy has been in the game for just as long. And we've actually, the development work that went behind the Silverado ZR2 A lot of that was done sort of like hidden in plain sight by Chad Hall Racing, working with Chevrolet uh, on the Silverado ZR2, developing suspension components and, and, you know, future performance and aftermarket accessories that will come for the truck. Before um, this was announced, a lot of people were basically doing this themselves. Uh, They were taking the Silverados and taking them to aftermarket shops or doing it in their own garages, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the aftermarket performance parts business is it's massive and of course Chevrolet is synonymous with performance parts and accessories from everything from you know crate engines to suspension kits to you name it so what we decided to do was basically do this at the factory put it in the show showroom and let let customers come in and take it from the showroom that way they don't void warranties they don't compromise vehicle capability or performance they get it all done from us, done the right way, and they get the reassurance that the truck is going to deliver what they what they need it for, both on-road and off-road. 
So the big deal is it's tested, it's, it's Chevy tested, it's uh, Chevy approved, and it has that warranty with it as well. Tell me a little bit about what the truck comes with now you have the package of the ZR2 on it. So the Silverado ZR2, the, the biggest difference is the suspension. And everybody who drives off-road knows that you can only go so fast on dirt as your suspension allows. Suspension is key. So much like on the Colorado ZR2, which has been in the market for about five years now, for Silverado, we worked with the company Multimatic to develop these special off-road dampers. And I got to tell you, they do suspension sorcery. The, the ability for these dampers to perform off-road, to handle bumps, jumps, dust, dirt, high heat, all the elements, and then hop on road and not knock your teeth out because you've got these big, you know, <laughs> tight springs and dampers. It's magic. And that is the best part about this is you get the best of both worlds with the suspension system on the Silverado ZR2. Capability off-road without jarring your head on the road. And then, of course, it comes with, uh, you know, the uh, specific 33-inch off-road uh, empty tires and unique skid plates, all the things to stop the vehicle getting damaged. Um, when are we going to start to see these available? Yeah, so the truck should be available early next year. And I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that the entire Silverado lineup has an all-new interior. And it's, it's just gorgeous. The truck has been elevated inside just as much as outside. It's got a massive uh, infotainment screen. It's got a configurable in instrument panel in front of the driver. And it, it really just elevates the entire truck driving experience to a new level. So you get to just go boonie bashing in the dirt and then not feel like you're, you know, in a, in a full-on race pickup truck inside. It's the best of both worlds. So luxury and uh, capability uh, for, for off-road. No, I love it. I love the idea. Um, do we, we're going to get pricing, I'm going to guess, closer to, to uh, date of on sale? Yeah, pricing will come a little bit later. And testing? When am I going to get testing uh, privileges? You know you're always on the top of the list <laughs> for testing. So we're talking about early 2022? Yeah, yeah, that should be about right. Uh, we'll probably have something uh, around that time for you to check out. And, you know, of course, the truck, this will be the first pickup truck, Silverado pickup truck application for Super Cruise 2, which works really well for towing as well. That's our hands-free driver assistance technology. Yeah, and that's uh, that's still the, the big number one on the market. So we're super, super excited about that. Uh, Pre-orders, do we have any information about that? Not yet. Dealers will be able to determine when they want to start taking orders for the truck, uh, probably as we get a little bit closer to launch. All right. If we want to see it, where do we go, Shad? Yeah, go to Chevrolet.com, and it's, you'll see it right up there at the top of the page. You can search and configure and build your own and uh, just sit there and salivate over it like I do. I can't I am. wait. <laughs> uh, Listen, I the last one when we did uh, when when we uh, we drove the the Colorado version, I can tell you that that was absolutely jaw dropper. Still one of uh, the best trucks I've ever driven. So the Silverado version, um, I am holding my breath for because that was. I mean, ha having to wear a Hans device to drive the the Colorado version, I am so so excited to uh, to get into the Silverado uh, version as well. And I I like me some uh, some off roading in trucks. I'm no by no means as brave as Shad is, um, but uh, I, you know, jumping a truck in the desert is probably one of the most fun things I have ever done. On the um, whoops, 
uh, <laughs> whoops, yes, a bit of the whoops. Wearing a Hans device, not so much fun, but uh, Shad, I can tell you, I am really looking forward to it. So Shad Balch from Chevrolet, thank you for joining us. If you want to see it, go look at it and uh, talk to your Chevy dealer about getting to test drive one because that is going to be one of the most exciting new trucks to come in 2022. More exciting show on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is Our Auto Expert. Find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Our Auto Expert is here with uh, Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen live in the studio. I'm Nick Miles. Uh, There's a round of applause. I just like to clap because it's so good. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Applause from Andy. Um... The, the, the trip to Germany involved, oh, by the way, I ran into Arnold Schwarzenegger in the hotel. I was standing on floor seven in the hotel in Munich. Yeah. And uh, the elevator doors opened, and it was really loud, like a bunch of Americans, really loud. And they walked out, they saw me, they all got really quiet. And at the back of the group of these four guys was Arnold, and it was his posse. And then they turned around and went into the penthouse floor. Is it true that he smells like pine trees? I didn't get that close. Mm. So They wouldn't let him get that close. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, stand back. Yeah. Weird English guy. Um, <laughs> but in, in, in Germany with me uh, was my buddy Javier Muta, and yeah. he's on the phone with us. Uh, Javier, you got back safely, did you? Yeah, Nick, how are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. good and, uh, it was a great trip. In BC. It yeah, it's a great trip. A great trip. Uh, but uh, let's remind something to people who are listening. Uh, one of the journalists went with us. He's still there, yes. not by choice, not by choice. Yeah, he, he uh, tested positive on the second day of the trip, yeah. and the Germans will let not let him go. He's still quarantined there, so be careful, people out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> how long has he been there? Well, since last, uh, well, we we flew in September fourth, which is uh, two weeks ago from today. Yeah, he landed there on Sunday. We went to the show on Monday, and that night he tested positive, and he's been in his room ever since. So, so he's Monday he's going to test again. He already tested negative, but uh, uh, he will test again on Monday, and uh, if everything goes well, he's fly back on Tuesday. Two weeks in a hotel room. I have to say, he wasn't. Yeah. With, he was with another automaker. He wasn't with us. So yeah, uh, but he was with us at the show on yes, Monday. Yes. Yes. But uh, we all tested negative, thank goodness. God, I would, can you imagine you go. have been in a hotel room for two weeks? That would have been tough. Oh, it would be a nice hotel, but still. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, the menu is only so big in those hotels. I'm, I wonder how many times he had the fish. <laughs> yeah, so, well, he's a hamburger guy, I think. He had more hamburgers, maybe. Really? It must have been hard. And you can't leave the hotel room. How many fresh, oh, yeah. how many fresh towels did he go through? I, I have no idea, man. But uh, yeah, no. Just like 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 the moral for people listening, really, like no seriousness. It's like, I mean, the COVID's still out there, and like if you get it when you're away or even when you're home, you still have to be very careful. Yeah, it. it I feel really bad for him. I feel really bad. No, me too. It's a uh, old jokes aside. Really, it's like a serious thing, and like nobody would have wanted to do that of no, course so it was a tough one so that we were there for this uh, international auto show which was in munich and it's it's auto is kind of a um, an old-fashioned title now because it was more of an international transportation show or mobility show wasn't it 
Yeah, they uh, they try to invent it since our Frankfurt went down because of all the problems they have with the attendance and uh, money, I guess, and all that thing. So, and then uh, COVID happened in 2020, nothing happened there. And now they're trying to make something different. I think it was interesting. It was, uh, obviously, it wasn't a traditional show, as you mentioned, uh, but uh, obviously the Germans have big presence there, Volkswagen, Audi, Mercedes-Benz, and um, BMW, who we were with. And they showed pretty interesting stuff. That uh, vehicle concept car made of all recycled materials, all electric, all autonomous driven, and all that. So that car, they say, is like the vision for like maybe 2040. But uh, the cars that we drove, I guess we still can talk about them, right? Right, <laughs> yes. We drove the... Much, much about we, them. We drove the iX and the i4, and I, I said at the top of the show that they were really mouth-dropping. Well, let's talk about the iVision Circular. Circular, That was an interesting vehicle because 90% of it was made out of recycled material, or I like to say garbage. 90% yeah. of the vehicle was made out of something that would have been garbage. But they, they've done some stuff with it that I've never seen done before. No screens on the inside of the vehicle. They used the glass to project, glass, yeah. yeah. Instead of having screens, they projected everything onto the glass of the vehicle. So, uh, you know, screens are quite—they um, pollute quite a lot. They have a lot of uh, items in them that are quite toxic when you make a screen, a computer screen, a screen inside a vehicle. And so, by avoiding making uh, a screen in a vehicle, you avoid making a lot of pollutants. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Uh, the whole car is very interesting, obviously, but it's a prototype. So, I mean, we'll see how much of that will trickle down to a production car eventually. But, uh, I mean, I think that BMW showed us there because we had a whole week there. They showed us everything from, from that. And then we went to the BMW World the Center, where the distribution center for people who buy the cars, like a museum and everything. Went to the Classic Center, which was really, really it's always cool for me to see the old cars. And then yeah. we drove the cars. There was some weird um, stuff at the Classic Center because um, the history of BMW was quite interesting. Um, the, the first vehicles they made were motorcycles which I think a lot of companies started like that. I think uh, Jaguar started making sidecars for motorcycles. So a lot yeah. of car Porsche companies... Porsche and Lamborghini made tra- tractors. Yeah, that's right. And so they, they started after the second... Uh, I think after the First World War, uh, they started making motorcycles, and they actually made engines and kitchen uh, utensils. Um, well, what, they were forced to do that. They, yeah. They <laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing was, and, and something BMW have given up trying to explain to people because people just don't get it, is everybody thinks that the BMW symbol is propellers from an aeroplane, and it's not. Um, yeah. the, it was actually the Bavarian flag. And uh, somebody saw an ad in the 1920s of BMW uh, planes with the propellers and just presumed that that's what the BMW logo was and said, oh, the yeah. logo is from propellers. And that's sort of and, and it originally wasn't. It was from the flag. So it's a misconception that that's what it was. But it was interesting. But, going, we, have to, but we have to admit that both uh, theories make sense. Yes, <laughs> right? of course. Um, of course. But it was interesting seeing things like they had the original Mr. Bean Mini in there, yeah. they had some of really cool cars from uh, the you know the original electric cars there from BMW in the 1972 uh, Munich Olympics, the original electric car from there. They had 
Um, I thought that Malibu Beach rescue vehicle, which was a motorcycle and a skidoo together in one oh, vehicle. With a, That's yeah, cool. with, a, with, a, with a watercraft yeah. attached to it instead of a sidecar. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. And then the Z1 I thought was very cool, which was that, um, that original uh, BMW sports car where the doors went down inside the body underneath it. Ooh. So you pushed it yeah, and they that, came that, up. That, that, was, that one was very interesting because back then they told us that the U.S. wouldn't allow that to to be a production kind of state because of the risk. And today we have the Bronco, we have the Jeep run there, the uh, Gladiator that you can take all the panels off. You don't, you can have no windows, no mirrors in the case of the Jeep. Yeah, yeah. And no roof, and that's perfectly legal now. So I yeah. don't know how if we have evolved that much that we're much yeah. resistant to that kind of accident. So what happened there? <laughs> right, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I think the other thing that was very interesting is there was another journalist, uh, Jackie, from Portland there, and she was responsible. Oh, the historian, the historian. Yeah. She's an official BMW historian. Yeah, yeah she, she was responsible for um, tracking down Elvis's original BMW 507 car that he had yeah. in Germany when he was a GI. He brought it back to the States. She found where it was in some abandoned garage it had been sold and reunited it with, with BMW and had it and it was in the museum there and it was restored into its original condition. Uh-oh. And the yeah, his- she had a she had an interesting interaction with the guy because the guy was telling us the story and they said, No, that's not right. Right. She corrected the guide <laughs> who was showing us around who got some facts wrong and eventually she had to tell the guide she was the person that found that car that guide was telling us about. And the guide was like, oh, Really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah, was she, a fun, a funny she was, moment. Yeah. yeah, she was a little bit sort of snippy about it at first, and just polite but snippy. And eventually, she said, "No, yeah. that was me that found the car." So uh, yeah, there was some great history there. And then we also saw a BMW X5 protection vehicle. I didn't know until we were there that BMW oh make yeah. they make armored vehicles. And they had an yeah, X, X5, and, and they showed us pictures of this X5 that had been attacked by somebody and had bullet holes all over it, and the person that survived. AK-47 shot. Yeah, AK-47 yeah. shot and a grenade underneath. Yeah, it was crazy. They, we should so, sell that uh, to our I kids. Asked, I asked, <laughs> and they say kids. the price of those vehicles is typically two to three times more of the original price of the vehicle. They had a ton, literally a ton of more uh, weight to the vehicle. Wow. And then one of the main markets in the world for those kind of cars, you guys want to guess? You in the studio? Uh, I'm going to say South you America. You know, Nick, you know, like we're your co-host there. Oh, you you already know? I do? Oh. I don't know. I was thinking more like maybe. I was thinking the Middle East. That's what I was thinking. Middle East. Where is it? Mexico. Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Wonder why, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> of course, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. They don't sell them in the states, which I thought was kind of disappointing. But we, it's, yeah, we need them. It's super interesting. Yeah. They have a they have a system where you can push a button, and you don't have to open the window. And you, there's a loudspeaker talks to people outside the vehicle. Oh, so when awesome. you pull up to like a, a gate or something, you know, there's a loudspeaker. Yeah. Well, another another cool story from the trip is about the product manager for the i4 M50. Yeah. David Ferrefino, he's from Bolivia. And oh, yeah. He was like, I'm going to tell the story like really in one minute. When he was nine years old, he saw the first images of Munich from a, an old movie of the Olympics in 1972. So it's been seven years since the Olympics have uh, finished. Yeah. But he, they, they bring this movie to Bolivia and they have the fossil in their building 
right, which is across the street from the Olympic Stadium in Munich. And he saw it, and from that moment, he said, I want to work there. Somehow in his head, when he was a little kid, and he made his work, uh, way through it, and now he is the global product manager for all the four series cars for BMW. For BMW. It's a fascinating story, yeah. yeah. Very inspirational because he always wanted to go work, uh, work for BMW. He got actually offers from Mercedes-Benz, but he didn't take it. He used it as a negotiating tool with BMW to go for like he, he went and said like, okay, now my uh, Mercedes-Benz has uh, offered me a job, but if you want, I can work for you. <laughs> yeah, that was a really, really incredible story. It was really incredible. Um, Javier, it's always an absolute pleasure to have you on. It was great to spend time with you in uh, in Germany. And um, I know that you have been traveling a lot since. Uh, if you, uh, Where can we see your videos, Javier? Well, just uh, Javier Mota on, on YouTube. Uh, actually, I just published one from the Land Rover Trek event that I went this week. Uh, what I went with Volkswagen first and then uh, Land Rover. Both videos are already up. The Trek is a very interesting experience. It's a competition that they set up for um, uh, the dealers, basically. So uh, to train them about uh, the, uh, what the car can do. Uh, so yeah, up already. And then I'll see you next week in Arizona, right? Absolutely. Javier Mota, more show to come. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream Our Auto Expert. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, ourautoexpert.com as well. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles and this is Our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from Our Auto Expert. Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen are here as well. As we just heard, everything is ramping up around the world for all electric vehicles um, at the international auto show in munich everything was all electric and uh, there is a big festival going on over several months in america called electrify uh, expo and james bell is attending uh, one event today he is from kia uh, james are you partying right now am i am i partying yes I'm, uh, I'm 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 recharging. How about oh. that? There you go. Wait for round two. Is that what the kids call it nowadays? All right. Yeah, baby. You know, Re- recharging. He's plugged in. Um, tell me about Electrify. Ooh, well done, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. What happens? What happens at Electrify? Do you wear uh, wireless headphones and go into a trance? What happens? <laughs> well, uh, one can hope. Now, this is uh, a fantastic event that uh, has a collection of all things electric personal transportation. Uh, there's a big section here where people are going out on electrified bicycles and having a good time. There's a lot of manufacturers are providing a chance to take a little test drive in their electric cars. Uh, there's uh, electric toys. There's just everything that plugs in and will amplify your life in a transportation way is here. There's even a company, this is pretty cool actually, that is um, taking vintage vehicles like old Volkswagen bugs and buses and things like that, and uh, pulling all the gasoline-powered stuff out of it, dropping an electric uh, powertrain. And I'm going to go over and look at their booth a little bit later because I think they're doing it pretty um, uh, affordably now. It used to be a pretty expensive process. But uh, I think that is an interesting way where people can keep the car they love 
maybe the motor, you know, it's getting a little old or something, but yeah. um, and, and drive it in a smarter, cleaner way. I noticed that manufacturers are starting to sell crate engines, electric crate engines now. Yeah. Um, you know how you used to be able to buy just crate engines for supercars or for crate engines for high horsepower cars. Well, now they're selling electric crate engines, which sounds awesome, but I think you'd need a little more than just the engine, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be something that'd be pretty hard to do in your driveway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but, um, I, know, I think there's a lot of uh, electronics involved, and I think that's where companies. I think this company's called Super Seventy One. They, uh, that's where they're kind of jumping in, so to speak, and, and uh, providing that service. Because you're right, you're dealing with some pretty high voltages and things, so you don't want to. Um, well, let's just say you don't want me to do it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> a pair of pliers is not the only tool that you need. I um, I don't know if you've ever been to Formula E, but uh, I'm fascinated by Formula E. But the one thing that scared yeah. me was they have this little light on top of the car. And if it goes red, the driver's instruction is to get out on top of the car and jump as far as you can. And, and I'm like, sure. that doesn't sound like a very, very... I don't know. I, I feel a little uneasy about being the driver when your instructions are jump as far as you can. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that sounds to me like the lawyer's talking yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm guessing you'd probably do the same if the car was on fire, right? You'd jump as far as you can. So, so it's, yeah, you know, that's right. it's, it's the same thing. It's just like get out quick, and, but you don't want to touch anything. Uh, so, you, you know, Kia, you, you've got a big plan for electrification. Massive. In fact, uh, we, our program is called Plan S, and the S stands, stands for SHIFT. As in, we are completely shifting uh, the philosophy, the, the ultimately the technology. Everything connected to mobility is just being reinvented, reimagined, and and uh, and recharged. Hey, there! I said it twice. Uh, and a lot of it's going to be very tightly wound to a new platform that we have called EGMP, or Electrified Global Modular Platform. And this is a uh, a tremendous piece of technology. It's it's. Like other manufacturers, it's a skateboard-type type system where the battery and a lot of the componentry is uh, under the floor. But what I think is really fun about this is we've got a gentleman by the name of Albert Beerman who works oh, yeah. with us. And he was, for years and years, the uh, chief engineer at BMW's M division. He's been with us now, uh, I guess, going about six or seven years. The first car that he uh, kind of put his fingerprints on was the Stinger, which is obviously a fantastic uh, driving machine. Yeah. Not only looks nice, but drives well. And that's what I think is most exciting about how we're going about electrification. We are going to do it in a way that is, it's not just, oh, great, I don't have to go to the gas station anymore, or, oh, great, I'm not contributing to pollution, or, oh, great, or all these different things. It's, I'm going to have a good time where I'm going. Right. And that, that really matches the key of philosophy, I think, much better. So, yes, we are pushing hard into electrification, doing it very responsibly, doing it in a way that's uh, kinder and gentler and, and better for the environment going forward. But we're putting a smile on it. We're going to put a little little spice into it. And uh, this new EGMP platform is going to be a lot of fun to drive and be all electric. Well, as a as a supercar, electric supercar owner, I can tell you that I'm sold already. And I wasn't. I, it took me yep. a long time to, to get sold on electric cars because, you know, when they were slow and they did 90 miles and they took, sure. you know, they took, 11 minutes to ramp up you know it was hard to get excited about it but now when i can you know i can get zero to 60 in three seconds it's fun yeah it's a lot of fun yeah. your that's first... the old territory of, of ferraris and lamborghinis yeah. and exotica oh and now, yeah now 
Now even you can do it, Nick. Well, right, but- right. When uh, when my, my favorite car did zero to sixty in three point four seconds, and now I can do it faster in my car. It's you know that's crazy. Just crazy. You in that fast of a car. That's just scary. <laughs> that's the we that's don't need. It. Nobody on earth needs that. <laughs> when it, you have your first uh, your first big venture is the EV six. When do we see that? Uh, yeah, we're, we've got a couple. Well, it's here at the Electrify Expo. We'll be and, and you mentioned in the opening here. It's uh, a little. Um, uh, traveling circus it's going to be going across the country the next event is in austin texas and then ends up in miami i think in november and um yeah it, we have the ev6 here on display it's the first time uh, the public gets to kind of chance to climb around on it and climb in it and, and kind of uh, you know experience it and then we're really excited about on sunday uh during the emmys there's going to be a huge uh kind of uh, installation of kia into the proceedings Oh. Uh, we've got a, a huge um, two-minute kind of uh, program uh, there to celebrate the Emmys and the award winners and, and the future award winners and, and creativity and energy and passion and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the EV6 is going to be the, quote, vehicle that's going to drive us through that. So um, I just caution all your listeners, if you not do anything on Sunday night, tune in to the Emmys and, and you'll see not only, you know, an interesting program, obviously always entertaining, but Kia is going to have a big place there, and you're going to see the Kia of the future. So All right. it's going to be a good time. I'm I'm looking forward to driving your GT version. I know you're going to make me wait. I know because I know how <laughs> okay. you are, Bell. But um, <laughs> oh. I'm, 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 I'm wow. you're, now you're waiting longer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. nice job, Nick. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I think it's a, it's a stellar vehicle. I think you've always done a really good job of uh, sportifying everything that you touch, and right. I think it's it's a good one. Uh, if you want to see more about about where you could perhaps go uh, see the uh, EVs. Uh, electrifyexpo.com is the website. Uh, Miami, October 16th through the 17th. Austin, uh, November 12th through the 14th. If you can get yourself to those cities, you can uh, officially go see uh, Kia's EV and uh, just call James Bell at home. He'll probably arrange something for <laughs> Poor you. Guy. So, James. I, James. I got the juice, man. I got the juice. <laughs> James Bell, thank you for being on the show. Stella, as always. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with uh, Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jan. Hey, welcome to the show, kids. Um, there was a big event. There is a big event that goes on mm-hmm. annually. Uh, it is called uh, Mudfest, and it's cold. Aww. It's miserable normally, yeah. and uh, it's you stand out um, in the rain. But this year, because of the pandemic, it was pushed off until the end of summer. Um, it's where the journalists from around the country, but primarily in the top uh, left-hand corner, get to test all the uh, SUVs, crossovers, and pickup trucks to see which is the best available for all of the customers and they put them on an on-road and an off-road course and at the end of the day they do a little math nothing college worthy just a little number tally it's fun mm-hmm. i was with the math so part or the testing all of it. i was so bummed i didn't make it this it's year. stressful it's fun it's stressful because you start out with really good intentions and i need time to think I'm not a very. It is fast. My opinions 
take a while to I'm like a good kombucha. <laughs> I take a little while oh, to get fizzy. On. I take I, a little while to ferment. I write notes all on every single one of them. Do you? Yes. If you I could write, to. I probably would write notes. Um, I just take a little fermenting and then um, but it's it's stressful because I, I start out with great intentions and then then they bring food out and everything falls apart. Really for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I start food. Luckily yeah. no, food. no, they have coffee. Snack. They have snacks and they have coffee. The coffee's so the usually, best. you know, I have like uh, two or three pounds of gummy worms, and then I go into a comatose sugar state and I can't do anything. But John Vincent to uh, walk us through what happened at this year's event. He is here. He is the president of the Northwest Automotive Press Association. He also uh, he works for. A, can we, John? Are we allowed to mention you in both contexts of your job? Are we allowed to say who you work for, um, who you get paid for, or are we allowed to mention who you volunteer for? Are we allowed <laughs> to do both? You can certainly say okay. U.S. News and World Report. Okay, <laughs> good. I didn't know if you know you were allowed to talk about both in the same sentence. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Um, so yeah, you, we yeah, will do that. Yes. Okay. So you you work for the new U.S. News and World Reports. And you, uh, you're a volunteer p- position is the president of the Northwest Automotive Press Association, of which I am unwor- I'm unworthingly, that's not a word, but I'm, I'm unworthing, I, I'm, I'm not worthy of being the vice president. Oh, you're not? Anymore? Well, I am the vice president, but okay. I, I do very little to be worthy of that position. Mm. Um, and uh, I was unable to attend this year because I was um, on a work assignment. Uh, John held up the fort with several other worthy members. Um, so tell us about this year's event, John. Set the scene, if you will. Well, our normal mudfest is cold, rainy, and muddy. This year was hot, dry, and dusty. But there was dry mud. Um, there had- was dusty mud. <laughs> It was dry mud. It's, it's also called dirt. Um, okay, dirt. dirt fest, dust um, fest. We had 19 vehicles out there this year, uh, ranging from a Hyundai Tucson to a Ram TRX. Uh-huh. Um, we had a great time. Tested a lot of vehicles in a lot of different, uh, lot of different ways, um, doing things that many customers will never make their SUVs or crossovers do. But they want to but, know. Uh, they want to know it will do that, just in case, in the odd chance. What there's you know. a zombie apocalypse yes, and they need a zombie to hit the road. Well, <laughs> you know how everybody is in America. They want to know it can, but they never will. Yeah, right. exactly. We we fully understand that the only time many of these vehicles will be under these conditions is if their owner is lost. Right. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So so, tell us about the courses first of all. So we had uh, two courses. Um, the first day was using the go-kart track at the Ridge Raceway in Shelton, Washington, which is a scale replica of their big track. It's a great course for testing SUVs on because it tests maneuverability, acceleration, braking, um, the things you find in you know normal city driving. Okay. Did you have to three-point turn any of the trucks? We did not have to three-point okay. turn, even the TRX. Oh, good. Wow. Okay. So the second day, a little more challenging. The second day, we had a um, prepared off-road course with um, articulation tests, um, angle tests, uh, a log bridge with loose logs that Ooh. you had to navigate your way over. Uh, some of the vehicles did a little water hazard. 
and the more extreme capability vehicles did some very loose dirt um, hill climbs and descents. Wow. Okay. Um, so everybody made it through. Um, everybody made it through. And then at the end of the day, each day, the journalists do a score sheet, right? Correct. And then you tally uh, each day up and then add them together and you get winners. We do. Um, what were the categories? So we have the compact and subcompact family vehicle. Um, an interesting winner in that category this year was the first plug-in vehicle we've ever had in the event. Wow. Um, that category was won by the Toyota RAV4 Prime. Excellent. And I, um, a, a lot of people love that vehicle. I know several people that own it, um, and they're huge fans. With more than 300 horsepower, it's one of the fastest vehicles Toyota makes. Right. Good, good, good for them. Um, and then the... The bigger one in that category is, so when you step up. So you, in that category, next up we have the midsize and full-size family utility vehicle. Right. I like uh, those ones. That's where we had vehicles like the uh, Ford Bronco, the new Grand Cherokee L, the Kia Sorento, um, the Subaru Outback Wilderness, um, all of those kind of vehicles um, uh, competing. And right. the winner in that category was a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Unlimited 392. Nice. The not, Wrangler with the big motor. Not surprised because it yeah. sounds amazing. Hemi, hemi, hemi. And, and, and just knowing it, we're easily swayed as auto journalists. <laughs> if it sounds amazing and it's powerful, you know, we're in. Uh, and then and then if you go to, there's, there's then the equal vehicles in the luxury department, right? Um, we go to the compact and mid-size luxury category where um, we have vehicles like the Acura MDX, uh, the just redesigned Acura MDX. Right. Uh, the little Mercedes GLB, which did phenomenally out there right. for um, a, basically a subcompact or really a compact seven-passenger SUV that looks mild on the outside. Uh -huh. It performed great. Right. And we have the new Genesis GV70 in that category. Right. And the GV70 took the win in that category uh, with phenomenal performance on-road and surprising ability off-road. Not surprised. I know you you were surprised at that, but, but I think it's a phenomenal vehicle. And I also think it should be the next James Bond car. I, I was not surprised. The, the Genesis representative who was there was surprised. Really? Um, the, the car would get into the difficult terrain, and it would kind of pause and think for a second, and then just work its, its electronic magic systems to, to move right on through. Wow. Nice. And then stepping up to, uh, to the full size. Yeah, the big guys out there um, where the Cadillac Escalade and the new Jeep Wagoneer live. Um, the um, the winner in that category was the new Jeep Wagoneer. Excellent. So uh, um, the Wagoneer, obviously, uh, uh, living up to Jeep's uh, Jeep's heritage. Yeah. And then you have pickup trucks. Yes, we have pickup trucks, which was an interesting category this year because we had the first of a new breed of pickup truck. Well, not new; they've they've been around before, but returning breed, and that is a small unibody pickup truck from. Uh, from Hyundai called the Santa Cruz. Uh -huh. um, 
basically it's a Hyundai Tucson with a bed on it. Right. And, and it competed out there with the Honda Ridgeline, the Ram TRX, the new Tacoma TRD Pro, uh, which came to us in a blinding green hue that is new for uh, for 2022. Right. Um, and the winner in that category was a surprise. It was the uh, Santa Cruz. Good the for Hyundai Santa Cruz. Yeah, good for Hyundai. Mm-hmm. That was good for them. That was really good. Yeah. It, and, yeah, in the U.S. News, we're actually not calling it a pickup truck. We're, right. Because um, it's not a truck. Right. Uh, we're just calling it a pickup. Yes. All right. That's a good one. Um, you have an extreme category, and then you have an overall winner. So who who won in your extreme capability? In the extreme capability, it was the Wrangler. Yeah. The, uh, with, with the motor in that uh, in the 392, it's, uh, it's a beast. Right. It was unstoppable. And then you have to um, you have to decide in that then overall who's the winner, right? Because you have to tally them up overall. So who did you crown as the overall winner? The overall winner by a broad um, broad difference was the Genesis uh, GV70. Excellent. So good for them, and uh, they they were probably very very pleased to take that award away, weren't they? I called that. You did. Yeah, they are, I said they that three it. months ago. Um, just like the GV80 won awards last year, the GV70 is going to win a lot of awards this year. I think uh, I think if I had known uh, maybe three or four years ago, I would have uh, invested shares of Genesis. They seem to be doing really, really well. Um, they're doing excellent. Uh, so uh, the awards are there for the Northwest Automotive Press Association's Mudfest. Well, thank you, John. That is excellent. Uh, Genesis winning the GV70 all-wheel drive 3.5-liter T-Sports prestige package is, uh, is what the Northwest Automotive journalists chose as their outdoor activity vehicle of the year. Of course, you can uh, go to the website um, or check them out on Facebook as well. They have a, a Facebook page as well. John Vincent is the president of the Northwest Automotive Press Association. He is also a journalist, a senior journalist for the US News and World Report. Thanks, John. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is available 24-7 on our website at ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen are in the pits today. Uh, Andy prepares a list that he spends hours and hours mulling over. Uh, Automatic Andy. Multiple minutes. Multiple minutes. Um... Yeah, I guess every hour has multiple minutes in it. A whole mess of seconds. A whole mass of seconds in a bag. 2022 Mini Cooper S convertible. Um, Andy, if you had to choose five things that tickle your fancy about this vehicle that we've had in the driveway mm-hmm. of the Our Auto Expert headquarters, mm-hmm. um, f- first of all, you're not a small gentleman. No, if you if you guys haven't noticed and you haven't been playing along at home, I'm a big I'm a big guy. Oh yeah. I'm I clocked in this morning at 360 pounds. That's that's like a, a slab of cow. Oh my gosh. That's like when you you go halfsies on someone when they get a cow, you know. <laughs> you get 360, I get 360. Yeah, you get a whole slab. I call, of it. I call it a slab of cow. Yeah. 
um, you, uh, you're, you're, you're quite a leg lighter than you were when you first came to the show, though. I'm like a lean 360. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like a like a svelte. A svelte 360. I'm smooth. I'm not all curdly. Yeah. Oh um, you know what I mean? Yeah. You. <laughs> you get it, Jim. Do you remember when <laughs> you that? Guys me up. Do you remember when that Uber driver took a wrong turn and came into the studio? Yeah. You chased him away. Yeah, I yeah. ran at him. Yeah, he was scared. I'm quick for like 20 feet. Yeah. And then I need a nap. <laughs> Have you ever seen him come at you for 20 feet? It's scary. If you can be If you can be 21 feet away, you're safe. Yeah. 19 feet, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's curtain. Um, um, so my initial thought for the Mini Cooper is that it's really small. And I, it took me 10 minutes to get in. Right. So appreciate the review. <laughs> Because there's a lot of there's it's a, a lot of, it's a roof down get in job. Yeah, right? there is a lot of breathing. There is a lot of extra breathing. Yeah, I I, I deduced after the first half hour You'd that you'd be a great football player if pitches were only twenty feet long. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, I it took me like a half hour to figure out that I should put the roof down and oh, then get in. Yeah, because I was straining my neck. Imagine. Trying to put a pencil into a bag that doesn't move, and I just I was the pencil, and the car was the bag. So there's got to be a relationship of the size of the bag, though, because like you know, like a laundry bag, there's no trouble getting a pencil in. That's it. true. You know, like a sandwich bag. Yeah, that I mean it depends how big the bag is. You know, like one of the half, you know, the half sandwich ones, the ones yeah. that people never use yeah. and that moms buy because yeah. they think it's a good idea. But yeah, then, but it never is. No. And they're always too thin and they break. Yep, that yeah. one. Yeah, that one. So I figured it out finally, though. Right. And did. I got in. Okay. So one of the things I liked about it is that it only cost the one that we had. Of course, we get the Do you know what's really one. frightening? Tell when me. When you mentioned the half sandwich bag, huh. like everybody in the engineering booth was nodding. Yeah, because they know. <laughs> they know. They know to have sandwiches. Jen, why do you buy those? I don't buy those. No, when it's you were a so mom, dumb. you bought them. And, nope. and Stephen was like, why do you buy these, mom? No. Because you end up giving them the whole sandwich anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I did the foil thing, you know, so it was recyclable. Whatever. You Foil's, wrap the sandwich in the foil. Foil's not recyclable. Yes, it is. It's not. It's not real foil. It's plastic. Aluminum foil. It's, it's called aluminum foil. It's Alum not aluminum. Whatever. Aluminum. That's what I used. <laughs> Mm. Carry on, Andy. <laughs> My mom used to wrap them in parchment paper. Did um, she? Did yeah. It's because she's Egyptian. Well, you only got four minutes. Carry on. Okay, so <laughs> the okay, so the the one thing that I liked before I got in the car was that it only cost thirty two grand, and that's right. a, that's a steal for such a small, compact, fun car. Yeah, yeah that takes ten minutes to get in. Carry There's on. one. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is that it's turbocharged. Yeah. You get a, a whopping 189 horsepower out of it. Yeah. And you can get zero to sixty in six point two seconds. Yeah. Did That's you test cool. drive? Did you test that out? Yeah. yeah well, when I was in the car, it was like seven point eight. But <laughs> it says on the stats, so I'm gonna take Minnie's word for it. Okay. Um, and then number three, the convertible. It re it takes eighteen seconds to retract. Do you know what you can do in eighteen seconds, Nick? Tell me. You can change all four tires on a NASCAR. Do you know what else you can do in 18 no, seconds, tell me. Nick? You can fold like three shirts. Okay. Do you know what else you can do? What? Count to wait, nine wait, twice. Wait, wait, wait. You can't fold th three shirts? 
No, you no, can't. No. Like three shirts. No, in no you're seconds. getting a no from from in the engineering booth. <laughs> I think you can't. No. If obviously, just, the, obviously, uh, guys in the engineering booth don't do laundry. You Carry just on. Twick it. Okay. <laughs> um, and you can count to nine twice. Yes, that's true. Okay. Um, and then number four, despite it being small, and giant, you, if you fold or it's, despite it being small, you can fold the back seat down and get no, the equivalent. No, wait, you didn't. Uh, we're still on the 18 seconds. I want to know what else you can do in 18 seconds. You can wash grapes. Yeah, a grape maybe. A grape, and you can read a page properly. of a book. Yeah, no, properly. No, you can't read one page of a book unless it's like Dick and Jane book or something. I do read. There was books. no specification on what book it was. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe it's a one page of run. a book. It, it wasn't like you know. Uh, Unless you're a speed reader. The original Bible in Aram yeah, Faith. Well, quadratic equations. That's what came to my mind. <laughs> oh, um. yes, because every time anyone mentions a book, I think of the original Bible in Aram Of course I do. Yeah. Silly. You can, Crazy people. Yeah, jeez, Jim. Um, you can tie your shoes, most likely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of us can. Wait, yes. Can you tie your shoes? I'm, no, all my shoes are slipping. I haven't <laughs> seen my shoelaces since 87. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Carrie. Um, so you, if you fold the the seat back in the back of the car, you yeah. can fit the equivalent of 12 carry-ons on. All right. You know what else That's is what that? Nick needs. Yeah, 12 carry-ons. That's mm-hmm. also like 10 pounds of cheese. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's No, Nick, that's a lot. That's also like 5,000 bolts. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that's like... That's like a few children. <laughs> a few. <laughs> How many is a few? Uh, and are they your kids or anybody's kids? <laughs> no, they're... What size kids are they? No, they're not mine because my kids would be little cherubs. Like oh. two of my kids. Two of your kids, but like, five of anybody else's. Yeah, right. All right, and just checking. You can also get 36 gallons of milk. Uh, what about almond milk? How much almond milk? 43. 43, okay. Because it's denser. It's denser, yeah. Because no, it then, takes then longer be, to milk right, than then that. Be, no, it's got to be the other way. Oh. oh, okay. Jen, what's, punching, what's your microphone, Jen? Yeah, Jen, why'd you punch me? Yeah, stop it. Um, so, Number and five. then my my other favorite thing is that they redid the grill and the bumpers, but also yeah. Nick on the top. Yeah. Um, it has a a multi multi colored multi tone shifting hood. Yeah. It's easy to see because it's so small. And it's got Union Jack on it. That's yep. what I like. The yeah. Union Jack. Yep. Yeah. And it and, and it, Union yep. Jack brake lights. Yes, it does. You know why it's called the Union Jack? No. Because it's only supposed to be called the Union Jack when it's on a boat. You Otherwise, you're supposed to call it the Union Flag. But nobody mm. understands what oh. Union Flag means. So you can only call a, a flag a jack when it's on a boat. Oh, now you're what? confused, aren't but, you? Yeah, but what if it's on a, what if it's on a, a combo? Is it a Charlie? Oh, it's what a if it's on a skidoo? It's, then it's a John. Okay. All right. Confused, you will be when our auto expert returns up with more of the show coming up right next. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Thousands of people have downloaded Our Auto Expert. You can join the fun with us and check out our TikTok channel, start a conversation, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Our automatic Andy and truck girl Jen join us live in the studio. I'm Nick Miles and joining us on the phone, Anton Wallman. He's an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. Now, Tesla's last hurrah in Europe. This is their first month uh, for the Model Y in Europe with no model behind it for uh, at least another year. Anton, how's it going so far for Tesla? 
Well, so the Model Y will be the last significant model that Tesla launches in Europe or for that matter elsewhere for at a minimum another 12 to 15 months, probably a little bit longer than that. So the sales bump that Tesla is now getting from Europe where it started delivering cars around the middle of August and therefore now September is going to be the first full month of Model Y sales in Europe. And we don't have those numbers yet, obviously, but uh, what is going to happen is that they are going to have a pretty good month for the Model Y compared to their other recent months. But you have to look at the proper context here. Back in March of 2019, it was the first full month of uh, the Model 3 deliveries in Europe. And the sales numbers for the Model Y may not even necessarily match what Tesla did two and a half years prior with the first uh, delivery wave of the Model 3. And that was in a market which was considerably smaller at the time in Europe, where there were simply far fewer competitors, and Tesla had almost the entire electric car field to itself. So what does that tell you, Nick? Well, uh, I think uh, it tells me they caused some problems. Yeah, so what's happening here is that both on an absolute level, in that if they don't sell more cars now than they did two years ago, they're yeah. hardly a growth company by any standard. And then on a relative level, when we're talking about market share, their losses will be far, far greater. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're obviously having some problems. And obviously Elon is trying to um, to mosey up to, to people because he's he's foreseen some problems. I mean, he was saying some very strange things to the Chinese government recently. Like, uh, I mean, he, he couldn't have been nicer to them, telling, uh, telling the Chinese that they were some of the best people in the world, right? Yeah, well, this has been going on for at least two full years now where Elon clearly has been doing everything he can to bend over to the Chinese government because, of course, his factory in Shanghai exists entirely at the graces of the Chinese government. So he knows where his bread is buttered, and he's basically just an extension of the Chinese government at this point because without that factory and the sales bump that it gave Tesla in 2020, I mean, the company would have uh, completely collapsed. And without the cheap loans they got from the Chinese government, I shouldn't say the Chinese government, I should say the Chinese banks that are, of course, directed by, in turn, the Chinese government. That's how it works over there. Right. They, and we've we seen some numbers projected recently that uh, Tesla will start to fall into the second position um, for the electric companies in the world behind uh, VW. As VW start to ramp up their production of electric vehicles, they're going to slip their dominance in electric cars around the world. Yeah, but here's the thing, Nick. When you look at those numbers, you should focus less on who has the number one spot. Obviously, in the longer run, the Volkswagen group as a whole, or any for that matter, even the Volkswagen brand will eventually get there. But that's not really the key number here. Uh, the key number is the fact that this market is so extremely diverse that even if you are the number one brand, if the number one brand has only a handful of percentage points worth of market share uh, because the market is so exceptionally diverse, then, well, where are you really? So you can still be number one in this market and see a falling market share and uh, basically basically be a, a somewhat irrelevant force in the big scheme of things just because the whole market is as wide as can be.
Right. It's uh, very big and very diverse. It, te Tessa have been well known for manipulating their numbers, however. I mean, we just look at September will be an extremely good month for them. They'll, they'll be delivering basically, uh, you know, one year's worth of vehicles in one month. Yeah, in one geography, that would be in Europe, because, of course, uh, things are more or less business as usual in the Americas and in China and, and in most other uh, markets for Tesla uh, this quarter. But it's really the European market, which was the last significant market to see the Model Y. And the Model Y normally, in, when you're looking at all types of automakers, should be the vehicle that sells more. I mean, the crossover version these days typically sells more than the sedan version. So from a historical standpoint, Standpoint, especially in a growing market like an EV market, the Model Y really should sell far more than the Model 3 did a couple of years ago. It shouldn't even be close. And in the European market, that's not really what we're seeing yet. We, have, we don't have the full picture yet on the September numbers, but so far it is not at all the case that uh, the Model Y is somehow beating those extraordinary Model 3 numbers from two and a half years ago. Uh, Norway is slightly different. Uh, the numbers in Norway don't reflect uh, the same. In, in places such as Norway, the Model Y is on track to have a smaller month from, from, uh, from previous uh, 2019. Yeah, so that that is really the thing here is that Norway in the past, up through about the year 2019, was the largest market for Tesla in Europe. And then at the very end of 2019, the Netherlands came up and became their largest market. And then, of course, subsequent to that, some of the other larger markets like Germany and the UK have really uh, come to look more like what they should look like in a normal world, which is to say those are, of course, far more populous countries. And they're starting now to, in absolute numbers, uh, beat some of these previous uh, hero markets for Tesla that started all the way as early as 2013, where from 2013 through the fall of 2019, Norway was really the big market for Tesla in Europe. But uh, that, that changed here in, in the last year and a half or so. When we do some extractions of, of numbers, I mean, Tesla have been there as the, uh, the longest uh, electric company uh, that have been doing so well. Um, but really, when we extrapolate all these numbers, there's really no growth over the last two years. No, that's the thing uh, in some of these markets, right? So you look at these mature markets for Tesla, such as Norway in particular, but we'll see here where the Netherlands numbers come in. But in these early markets where Tesla took an enormous amount of market share, uh, we just haven't seen a whole lot of growth. Now, for Tesla overall, on a global level, with all products, I've seen very good growth in the last two years. They grew, I mean, I think they'll grow this year uh, at least about 70 to 72 percent this year. I think that's what they'll grow, and that is, and that is actually a really superb number, but that is driven largely but not completely based on China. So, uh, and I think the U.S. is having a, a, you know, reason, a reasonable amount of growth as well. Europe, however, um, is not growing nearly as much because in Europe, uh, the competition has really uh, tightened up dramatically starting uh, you know, last December or so when uh, some of the main competitors started delivering very large numbers. So I think give a, Europe gives us a little bit of a, a foretaste of what we uh, will come to expect here in, at various stages over the next year in both uh, China as well as in North America. Cybertruck, it looks like uh, a year late. 
That's right. So we finally got confirmation of what you and I had spoken about for, oh gosh, it must have been about a, at least a year now, Nick. We said there's no way this thing is going to come out by the end of 2021 because we knew it because there's no testing going on. There's no prototypes rolling around. I mean, Elon came out and was at the end of May or whenever it was and said, look, we're still fiddling with the last uh, elements of the design. They're going to change into rear wheel steering and all these things. Well, you can't change the design like that at this stage in the game and then have a car out for six or so months thereafter. I mean, these things take at least 18 months at that point to really fine tune and get ready for production. So now the best case scenario looks like at the very, 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 very end of 2022. And I think it'll be quite a bit later than that. And then you have to also separate between what Tesla calls production versus what normal car companies call production. Tesla calls production the first moment they uh, send 20, 50 or 100 cars down the line that would be early beta test cars in the nomenclature of other automakers. But uh, Tesla, they kind of deliver it to their closest friends and then see what happens. And uh, normal car companies don't define it that way. Uh, let's talk quickly about uh, um, we've got some news from uh, Lucid Air saying that they're uh, estimating an EPA range of 520 miles out of their new vehicle. That's right. So uh, there are more similarities actually between Lucid and Tesla here, and that is that the management at Lucid comes largely, although far from completely, from Tesla. There's so many ex-Tesla executives at almost all of the top levels of Lucid. So if you look at the types of the batteries chosen and the overall design of the vehicle, they really said, look, we're going to take a Model S and we're going to make it a true luxury car with a far more luxurious interior. And that's the that's the direction in which they went. And now the one vector in which they've been able to show an amazing number has been this new record range for a production electric car of 520 miles. Right. And, you know, you have to say that that is impressive. Um, and finally, uh, Chevrolet's uh, nightmare seems to continue with the Bolt. Uh, they're now suggesting you don't park it near any other vehicles because the fires are continuing. Yeah, look at the contrast there between Tesla and GM, right? So there's been no known people dying in a stationary car fire for these uh, Chevy Bolts and a handful of fires. Was it, was it about five of them, I think? Right. Whereas Tesla's had at least 20 fires and at least 20 people that have died in the cars as a result of those uh, fires. And Tesla, they're not even thinking about recalling anything. They're like, right. what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong here. The guy probably fired a revolver through the floor of the vehicle and poof, it went up. I mean, they, they're like, I mean, if, if, if basically GM had acted like Tesla, they wouldn't even have recognized that there was a problem here and never even dreamed about uh, performing a recall and vice versa. If Tesla had acted like GM, they would have recalled every car a long time ago. So this really shows the contrast between how a traditional responsible automaker that is conservative in terms of its risk assessment and its exposure to the customers are acting versus uh, how, uh, you know, Tesla does business. Yeah, it's very, very different. All right, Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and at Seeking Alpha. It's always good to have you join us again to talk about uh, what's going on in the automotive business, especially when it comes to the business of electric cars, autonomous cars, and of course, what's happening in the business world in Europe and in the United States as well when it comes to what car companies are doing with electric. You can hear all of Anton's segments at OurAutoExpert.com and our podcasts are easily accessible there. Just hit the button that says Podcasts. We'll be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert.
Over 15,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream OAE. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and ourautoexpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our Auto Expert. In the pits today is Auto Andy and uh, Truck Girl Jen. It's me. Um, hey, team. So this is a little scary. When I came back from um, England on the plane, I went through um, passport control, and they took a picture of me and what? didn't use my passport. I walked up. It was a, like a, they scanned my face. It yeah. printed out something. I gave it to the guy in the booth. I had my passport ready because it said, have your passport ready. He looked at the picture. I gave him my passport. He didn't look at the passport. He looked at the picture and went, yep, thanks. And that was it. You could have had a fake one. Facial recognition. Whoa. They know who you are. They'd be knowing. Uh, that's coming in the new Genesis GV60. It'll recognize your face and unlock the car. What? Yeah. Yeah. So what? If, what Genesis if, uh, GV60 is taking points to say that the latest uh, initial software will grab a look at you and then unlock the vehicle. That's exactly how it's going to work. You'll walk up to it and it'll go, hey, Auto Andy, get inside me. Okay. I. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to comply. Yeah. I mean, who am I to say no? Hey, uh, truck girl Jen, the seat is in the position that you need it. That would be nice. Let me cradle your bum how you like it. <laughs> yeah. Let me scoot you all the way to the front. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, is that how do you is that okay? What? Is what okay? The facial thing. What well, if I what it's if happening I, whether you like it or not? So what if I print by the a way, Nick mask? By the way, if you think your phone isn't already doing that, when you when you look at your phone, it already my phone unlocks when I look at it. So it already happens. Do mm. you think that this is something that humankind no. isn't already experiencing? No, but I'm Grow just up, not ready. Andy. I know. Grow up. I'm just not ready just for it. Tell you. I'm Grow making Nick mess. Hey, J.D. Power and Associates Initial uh, uh, Quality Awards. No, the uh, Appeal Awards came out. Not the Initial Quality. The Appeal Awards, the J.D. Power and Associates Appeal Study is out. What do you think the most appealing premium car is? I already saw the results. So right, I can't Andy? see anything. Mm. What's number one? The Jeep. No. Uh, premium. So luxury. Uh, the Mercedes AMG. No. Porsche. Maybach. Porsche. Really? Porsche number one, Genesis number two, Land Rover number three, Lincoln number four, BMW number five. I could go with that. Cadillac number six, Mercedes number seven. Those are the only vehicles above average. Number everybody seven? else. Yeah, everybody else below. I was shocked about Lexus. Lexus is below average. Yeah. Below average. When you go down to the uh, standard, you know who in the mass market brands, who is number one? Who? I knew this Tell one. Me. I'm not surprised because they were um, these were number one and number two in mm -hmm. the appear in the um, initial quality awards. Ram and Dodge number one, number two. Nissan number three. GMC number four. Uh, Ford number five. Kia, Hyundai, Mazda, Mini, Chevrolet. Everybody else below average, including Honda, Toyota, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, Buick, Mitsubishi, and Chrysler. Chrysler were number the the bottom. They were also number the the very bottom in in initial quality awards. What happened? At the very bottom. I don't know, but it wasn't good for them. <laughs> they had a bad. Should we send them flowers? They had a bad. Uh, yeah, should we send them flowers? Um, the fastest selling car in September. What do you think? Or vehicle in September. What do you think it was? Tesla. Nope. I uh, already know. It was the Honda Jen, Civic. Jen, stop. I know. Honda I read Civic. ahead. Honda Civic. 
No. The oh. Hyundai Santa Cruz, that uh, the truck thing. The one that we oh, all... that Oh, the thing, the truck thingy. Yeah, I do it's not a like truck, that. but it's a sport. It looks like a truck, but it's, it's not a truck. It's the one that ha- belongs to surfboard yeah. on the top. Yeah. That's how I look. Looks, yeah. surfboard. looks like a truck, but it's not a truck. The yeah. fastest selling vehicle in September. Okay. Uh, oh, in August. Sorry, not September. August. All right. Uh, the uh, Ford begins production of the F-150 Lightning, their electric truck. I've reserved one of those. I don't. I reserved one. I don't so think. I don't know if I want it. No, I don't know. I got the uh, I got the Mach-E GT. See, I think he has an in with Ford. He reserved the Bronco, the Mach-E. Yeah. No, I don't favor Ford above any other brand. They just suck me in. Uh huh. Um, mm. it's okay. It's okay. You want to buy? Like you can buy my Bronco. No nope. Sport. Nope. Does anyone want to buy my Bronco nope. Sport? Andy. Yeah. Did you, can we take my car as a trade-in? No. <laughs> Yeah, it's as a trade-in and cash. Yeah. A lot of cash. <laughs> your liquid mom, your liquid um, uh, soccer mom. No, what is it? Your uh, single, single mom, mom car. car. That's what yeah. you call it, a single mom car. It's economic. Your Hyundai uh, Accent. Is think, that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. Did you yeah. see, do you yeah. like the new Elantra look? Yeah, the Elantra is real nice. I'd be happy to be a single mom in that. <laughs> That'd be great. How did you end up with a single mom car? What happened? I'm a single mom. Yeah. To what? Uh, no, it's uh, for it's <laughs> to for, Magic the Gathering cards, maybe. Yeah, no, for it's for Escuela because it's uh, it's cheap on the petrol. Oh, and it has cheap single mom. Good gas mileage, and that way I can spend more money on me on me, Magic cards. On Magic cards. Yep. I was gonna say your insurance is probably pretty good too. Then. Yeah, my insurance yeah. is low. In no, I'm glad you didn't say what's insurance because that would have been. <laughs> yeah, that would thrown me off. I yeah, I barely know what that is. Yeah, you. It, it's the thing that Jimmy. I just bring it up on my phone here, officer. Yeah. Do you? Because I have it on my phone, and God forbid I get pulled over and asked for insurance, because I wouldn't know what to, how to find it. It'd take me twenty-five minutes to find my insurance card. I got pulled over in Michigan <sighs> recently, and he said license and registration, please. And I was in a press car. I gave him my license, and I was like searching for the registration. And I had the ticket by the time I found it. Uh-huh. Like twenty minutes later. It takes so long to write tickets. Could so, they speed hurry up? I've got things to do. So, Clearly, I'm speeding. Uh, yeah. I keep the card. <laughs> I keep the cards yeah. in my purse, and then yeah. I take photos of them. So in case I can't find them, I have a photocopy. Do you know how of many it. photos I take with my phone? Yeah, I they know. They would be like I'd be scrolling for 25 minutes oh, to find yeah, them. Don't, you just create your own file that you, says important papers. Can you imagine going through your Jen, pictures in front Jen, of the cop? Like you can't yeah. even keep your phone charged. How do you have files on your phone? I ha- that's why it's because I have so much data. <laughs> the cop would arrest me for lewd pictures if I had to go through. My oh camera yeah, roll. yeah. We could like, tell that story. Yeah, Couldn't sir. We, we don't need to. No, we're fine. good. I'll take your word for it. Family show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I have to say is, no, I won't even mention it. Uh, <laughs> VW is uh, on track to pass Tesla as the top global EV brand by 2025. They're going to have more electric cars than Tesla. Just saying. Get ready to be number two, Tesla. Step down on the podium. Pick the trophy for someone else. All right. Uh, Our Auto Expert, available 24-7 at ourautoexpert.com. They're working on a new website now, so check back frequently. Uh, The videos are there, the TV segments, and pretty pictures of everybody is on our social media sites. Go look at them, love us, kiss us, and listen to the shows. See you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. <laughs> <laughs>